bomb ass moms i'm tyranny and i'm ashley and we're the bomb ass moms what's up what's up y'all i'm back tyranny is back y'all okay so let me just say y'all might hear my baby because i'm feeding her so let's get into it ashley what are we talking about today Girl, let's get into it. And that's fine that your baby is in the background. Speaking of her being in the background, we're actually going to be talking about your birth story, part one, when you gave birth to Tristan. So let's get into it. Let's converse about that. And yeah. And for the listeners out there, that birth story is for Tristan, my first child, which he is 20 months right now, not my little baby. You're going to be that mom that says, my baby, 35 months, right? I'm just <laughs> Well, he's not two yet. He's not right. two, so what you want me to say? Girl, you could have said one and a half. Old. Yeah, almost two-year-old or my one-and-a-half-year-old. This girl talking about 20 months, y'all. T going to be that. Technically, that's not one-and-a-half because I only have four more months until he's two. So girl, whatever. Girl, we not getting technical. We not getting technical on here. <laughs> whatever sue me anyway i just want to know like you know you're going to be giving a part two but you know walk me through like part one like well when you first found out you was pregnant for the first time ever like oh I, I don't know you, you told me yeah tell me like or tell tell everybody that's listening out there we want to hear girl Okay, so let's rewind. I went on this trip with my friend to Denver. And during the trip, I just felt funny. I felt slow. I felt constipated. I was like, well, damn, maybe it's something that I ate there. And I didn't drink a lot when I was there. I only had like one cider. And when we came back to San Diego, because I was living in San Diego at the time, we came back and I was like, "Uh uh-uh, something off. Now, I knew that my period was late, but I was just like, well... I don't know what's going on with it. Maybe because sometimes my weeks, if it doesn't happen at the beginning of the week, sometimes it'll happen at the end of the week. So I was like, ooh, I know I'm supposed to come on on this vacation, but boom, it didn't come on, right? So I get back to San Diego and I'm still like, nah, pregnancy didn't even cross my mind because I thought the symptoms that I was having, I was like, these are not pregnancy symptoms. You know, I was. That's you telling your mind, girl. Well, no, seriously, I didn't know. I was ignorant, to be honest. Like, I thought that I would be like dizzy, lightheaded. Um, girl, you taking to the extreme pregnancy? No, I thought I would be nauseous or something like that. I didn't think that pregnancy came with constipation. I knew that it came with malaise. For people don't know what malaise is, like extreme tiredness or whatever. I knew it came with that. But other than that, I was just like, no, uh uh-uh. Something I ate, it got me off. Because I do have a sensitive stomach. Like, I can't eat everything. I will get messed up. So I was like, no, it's something that I ate. It's the food that I ate when I was in Denver. But then I started thinking, I was like, shit, I haven't had a period. I was supposed to come on my period in September, September 24th to be exact. Now it is October 5th. And I'm like, shit, I haven't had a period. What the fuck? 
sorry for all the cursing y'all but hey whatever and I was like damn I think on a Tuesday that was on a Monday because we got back on a Sunday I went to work on a Monday and I was just thinking about it on a Tuesday when I got off of work I went to Walmart I got like three tests um wait I'm messing apart y'all let me tell y'all I got mommy brain so I might be all over the place and I'm really bad this time let me uh go back so that Monday I had these little they were pregnancy tests but they came in a kit an ovulation kit and I'll get into why I had an ovulation kit later but I took that pregnancy test and it said positive. But I was like, man, this shit old. It's not going to work. That's wrong. So I was like, Tuesday I got off of work. And I bought the pregnancy test. I bought like three. And I took all three. And when I took it, I was like, oh, shit. Is this real? Like, no, it's not. This is so fake. Sound like and- you was in denial, baby. Baby, if the Nile is a river, yes, I was. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I was in denial. So right when I took those tests and it came back positive, I called my boyfriend and I was like, boo, I got something to tell you. He was like, what? And I'm like, um... Well, you know how I was saying, like, I wasn't really feeling myself and everything has been, like, really slow. And I've been, like, my stomach been bothering me. I've been kind of constipated and just not feeling well. He was like, yeah, what's going on? And I was like, um, I'm pregnant. No, I said, I think I'm pregnant. And I was like, he was like, well, did you take a test? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, when I was at Walmart, I got three tests and they all came back positive. And he just went silent on me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, but we were on FaceTime. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at his face and he was just like, no emotion. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of worried. So I was like, um, I'm going to call you back. So I hung up the phone real quick and like a tear came out of my eye and I was like, oh my God, all these thoughts just came rushing to my brain. And I'm like, oh shit, he didn't show any emotion. What the hell am I going to do? Not only was I thinking about how I felt, but then I'm thinking about how he felt too. In my brain, I'm like, damn, I really thought I I couldn't have kids. How did you think he would react? Well, I don't know because Chris is one of those people. Like, he has a good poker face. So, I just expected some reaction. But I didn't get anything. So, I was just kind of worried. If that makes sense. Yeah, no. Yeah, it it makes sense. I mean, I just... Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you, you got nothing. So, of course, I could see you you know, down spiraling with all the thoughts that you said. Um, but maybe it was just a shocker to him, or maybe he knew he he really want to tell you because y'all was doing no. the do. Girl, mm-hmm. please. No, 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 no. He did not know that. Mm. Child, Chris is c- clueless when it comes to, like, knowing about some damn pregnancy and all that. No, no, ma'am. Not at all. But, like, we both thought... 
<sighs> Long story short, Chris and I had kind of a situationship for the last five years. Not situationship. Then, Not girl, situationship. I, look, hey, what August I seen to say what they were saying? <laughs> uh, no, no. What? Uh, um, what they Jay. said? I know what you talk about. They had us. Uh, dang, See, this I, how you know you old when you can't remember shit. <laughs> no, listen, they had a um, dang, and it was what? talked about on the internet. They had, yes, a, I know. I can't remember to save my life. It's gonna come to me at the most random time. But anyway, they, okay, what? Oh, I got it. They had an entanglement. Yeah, I guess it was an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have no entanglement. You weren't messing with nobody else. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, we're gonna keep moving, but (laughs) listen, we met in 2015. From 2015, hold up, up. don't run that timeline. Let's just keep it going with your first story. (laughs) No, forget it. No, I listen, I am honest. Chris knows, listen, from 2015 to 2020, we had a situation. 2020 came hey that was my man my man my man okay <laughs> anybody want to fight about it hey we're not fighting because i'm i'm grown as fuck but i'm just saying yeah anyway so we both thought since we had first we just got back together and i asked him you know all the little questions hey you got babies out there he like nah and he was like shit we've been messing with each other so long i don't think i can have any kids and i was like well you know i went to the doctor a few months ago and she was like i got polycystic ovaries i didn't have the syndrome but i Mm -hmm. had polycystic ovaries and just like for a little backstory because i know a lot of women deal with this um, what was going on with me? I didn't have irregular periods, so I was having regular periods to just clear that up. I was having regular periods, but I was having pain. I was having a lot of pain that I did not have before. And I was like, no, something is wrong. And so I had an ultrasound. They did see polycystic ovaries, but I didn't have any other other symptoms. So she was like, well, I can't diagnose you with the syndrome. I can just diagnose you with polycystic ovaries. And I was like, oh, well, does that mean I'll have trouble having children? And she was like, well, what I want you to do is go find an ovulation kit and try to track your ovulation days and see if you actually ovulate and if you ovulate then it's possible that you could have children so that's why i had the ovulation kit and i was able to take the pregnancy test at home and all this stuff so no y'all i was not trying to trap chris at all so don't think that because i've heard that you know oh what you was doing with a ovulation kid you was trying to trap somebody no 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 you heard that because yes. most of the people that i know with the ovulation kid they truly are trying to track it because they are having a hard time getting pregnant not necessarily trapping a guy but that's the first that i've heard so dang well you know you have different friends from different backgrounds that you know just think stupid shit but anyway 
Yeah. So um, I did find out that I could ovulate, and obviously I found out too late. I well, I found out the month before I got pregnant that yes, you know, I do ovulate, but I wasn't thinking like, oh well, this pregnancy is gonna come that soon. We weren't planning at all. It was like the furthest thing on my brain. Like me and Chris, when we have our little thing, we have our little thing and you know, we have fun. I'm just gonna Listen, put it out there like that. Yeah. Uh-uh, I gotta say, you said y'all weren't planning at all, but one of my good friends told me you are planning to have a kid if you land down having sex and then you ain't using no protection. Maybe that's how Andrew came at twenty six and nine thirty and I was mad about it, but I wasn't doing anything to prevent it. So mm. Y'all was well, see, that's true, but okay, let me give you, let me just say this. Okay, so I was not on birth control because okay. in my mind, I know that birth control helps with issues with like bleeding, regularity of your period, and pain with your period, but I didn't start having these issues until I was on the birth control. So I had the Nuvarine, which I loved the Nuvarine when I was younger, but then when I got on it again, it didn't like me. So I started having all this pain. So I was just like, no, I think the birth control started the pain. I think it was the source of the problem because I didn't have pain before. So I was just like, uh-uh, I'm stopping all the birth control. And before that, when me and Chris was messing off, I I didn't use any birth control and I never got pregnant. So we just had this thought like, damn, you know, it's not going to happen. You so, never had the thought, I'm sorry, you never had the thought that, did you always have the thought that it could possibly you having an issue did you did it ever cross your mind that he could have possibly had an issue because it never happened well when we had that conversation about like children and all this stuff he was saying that he didn't get anybody pregnant which i don't know like his contraceptive like if he used condoms all the time or if he was with someone that was on birth control or whatever or why he didn't have any children during the time that or a child now let me not say children but a child during the time we were not missing off but uh he didn't and he was just like you know I don't think I can have any children and for him to have that thought maybe he was busting it down baby so you know I don't know but it didn't Hey, bust me down. Bust me. Um, <laughs> it didn't happen. Rotation, baby. He was in his yeah. rotation. Yep. The whole tation, okay? Uh-uh, I just say rotation, but you can call it what you want to call Whatever. I'm just being real. But um, so he didn't have any children. I didn't have any children. During our time, during the five years we were messing out, we never got pregnant. So I thought it was an us thing. Like I thought I had issues. He thought he had issues. And I mean, medically, I did have issues. So when we got pregnant, yeah, girl, I was in denial. Like, a yes, I was in denial. I was just like, no, uh-uh, not me. Like all these years and now, but you know, the universe, God, hey he has a point to prove and he will show you and that's what happened so pregnancy with Tristan I'll just kind of speed this up a little bit pregnancy with Tristan was great like 
The only thing that I did not like about being pregnant with Tristan was all the weight that I gained. Like, I went from 130 to 200 on the day that I gave birth. Yes, ma'am. 70 pounds. Oh, my Lord. Y'all, I had Tristan June 13th. My um, baby shower was April 28th, and I will remember this forever. Like, my feet were so swollen. They looked like some Polish sausage, no lie. Like, and I had some sandals. (laughs) I had some sandals on, and oh, my God, it looked so bad, y'all. It looked like a can of rose. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. I was ready, like. But the entire pregnancy was very graceful. Um, I didn't really have any morning sickness. I probably threw up three times, four times my entire pregnancy. Lucky. Lucky. Yes. Thank God. Yes, yes, yes. Tierney, would you have rather been nauseous or just threw up and get it on out the way? Ugh. No, I'd rather just throw up and get it out the way, and then I can eat some more. Okay. Did you yeah. overeat? You know, I'm I'm yeah. sorry, but I'm asking because you said you gained seventy pounds. Let what? me tell you some. I ate eight, 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 eight. eight. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, I ate a lot because. Um, but but you know what? I think I ate the wrong things because of my cravings mm. with Tristan I actually had cravings in the beginning which was so weird when I didn't know that I was pregnant when I was in uh Denver I had cravings of ramen so I ate ramen for like the first two weeks of my pregnancy and then it was french fries french fries french fries uh Chris used to make me french fries every way like put a little bacon on it, loaded French fries, seasoned French fries, French fries with almost every meal. And then after that, um, I went through a little pizza phase. After the pizza, it was Chipotle, not the restaurant, but Chipotle seasoning in any any type of Chipotle, Chipotle chicken, Chipotle everything. Make it spicy, baby. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Is yeah. that what you said? Yes. Oh yes. And Chris had a special way to make it. Like, he would buy, like, the can of the Chipotle peppers. He would blend it. He would marinate the chicken or whatever meat we would have in it. He will fix me those, like, little bowls with the rice, the um, lettuce, tomatoes, corn, chicken on top. Y'all, it was so damn good. Like, I ate that for almost a month straight like even it'd be chicken wings chipotle boo i call him boo for all the (laughs) listeners out there i call him boo chipotle 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 that's all i knew so so what you saying is chris contributed to your weight gain yeah he was gonna feed me he know he was gonna feed me baby chris was in the kitchen cooking it (laughs) cooking 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 like he'll come home for work I'd be like, boo, I had this and this and this for uh, lunch. And, of course, I was working at the time. So, 
oh, it was so hard at work, y'all. I was so tired. At this time, I was um assistant nurse manager uh, in San Diego. And I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I would get to work at like seven o'clock. I'll do what I need to do. And about like 930, I'll go high, take an hour break and take a nap. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I was so tired and exhausted. And then after my little nap, I would go get me an acai bowl. And because I've already had breakfast, I'll go get me an acai bowl. And for everybody to know, y'all, they got a lot of damn sugar in it. You know, I wasn't very nutritious, conscious um, during this pregnancy. Um, I was just eating. I was eating, eating, eating because I was hungry and that's how it is. But, you know, like with your first pregnancy, you're not very educated on certain items that you should eat, um, certain items to keep your glycemic index down, your glucose down and to try to like control your weight. Um, So, no, I wasn't thinking about this shit. I was thinking about food, you know. Um, <laughs> and that boy, let me tell y'all something. There's a difference between my boy and my girl. And we're just talking about Tristan, this pregnancy, but I'm going to tell y'all that damn testosterone had me crazy as hell. And I feel sorry for a little poor Chris cause baby, he was getting it. And I know, yes, I know that people have attitudes, but I could, let me tell y'all, I was a fucking devil. When people like my aunt called me a bitch a lot, yep, I was a bitch. And it's nothing like I wasn't during that time, I was not aware of it. You know, I was not aware of it at all. Um, I was just I was just thought that I was being myself telling the truth. You know, I was not aware. What you say, Ashley? I'm glad I ain't encountering because you would have got a bitch back. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you know what? I probably would have cried and said Ashley being mean to me. Oh Lord! So you, so you was, you was dishing out bitchiness, but couldn't take it. I'll be it. Okay. But I didn't know. I didn't know I was ditching out bitchiness. Like you're not aware of it, but I was aware that like I would get like snappy really quick. Mm-hmm. I was aware of that, and I was aware that like I would cry. I didn't cry a lot, but like certain things that wouldn't usually bother me, bother me. Like I was like in a mess that Chris didn't want to spend Thanksgiving with me and he wanted to go home. Mind you, he in the Navy, y'all. He doesn't get both holidays off. And I couldn't understand like, why you don't want to spend Thanksgiving with me? You want to go home to your mama. And I couldn't go because. I couldn't take off the holiday. So I was just like, you don't want to be with me. I was a fucking mess. Yeah, them homos had you on 10, baby. That's what it sounded like. Baby, nah. It was on a G. It was on a thousand. <laughs> it was on a thousand. Like, to this day, I had a um, conversation with my little cousin, and she was like, oh, my God, you were so mean to me on your baby shower day. I asked you for some Cheetos and I grabbed one and you just went off on me and you was like, I told you to get your own Cheetos. And I was like, oh my God, I couldn't do anything but laugh because I remember it, but I I didn't remember that I was that mean. Dang. Yeah. But anyway, back to the story. Okay. Where were we? But anyway, I got pregnant 
Uh-uh. Like- you talk about how Chris put Chipotle on everything. <laughs> yeah, and that contributed to, you know, my me being overweight. And at the time I had a midwife. So during this pregnancy with Tristan, I did use the services of a midwife and it was wonderful. Amazing. My, yes, my midwife was very educational. Every time, every appointment that I had, we went over everything like, you know, what you should expect this week. Um, Let's go over like at the end of my pregnancy, let's go over dilation. Let's go over station. Anytime I had a test, she would educate me on why I needed this test, what we expected. And if we didn't get the expected results, what we're going to do from there. Now, we did have some concerns about my weight gain, and she was like, you know, if you um, gain too much weight, you will have to go under the services of a doctor, but we're going to try to keep it down, you know, just try to start walking every day. So that's what I did. I started walking um, on my lunch breaks, and when I was at home, I would walk around the block, I would walk my dogs. Um, so that's what I did. Like the midwives, like I would suggest them 10 times over, 10 times over. Cause it was just wonderful. Like how they treated me. And I would say this being a nurse myself, the care of a nurse is so different than a care of a doctor. And that's just from my experience. That's me being a nurse um, for my career, seeing that in the hospital and um, being under the care of a doctor and a nurse, just the differences. And I loved my um, care with my midwife. It was wonderful. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like midwives are bomb. I had a midwife too. So I am, I'm all for midwives when it comes to pregnancy. The unfortunate thing is not everybody can get access to a midwife. Like that's the unfortunate thing. But if everyone could get access to a midwife, I would definitely encourage you to do that. They, we, and I say we, I'm not a midwife, but I'm a nurse just like Tierney and nurses are bum. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so Let's get into this damn in labor delivery shit because it was a little hard. I will not lie. So walk walk us through like what was hard about it or like did you deliver on your due date? Like or did your water break first? Like how did you even get to the hospital? Girl, heck no. First of all, Tristan was stubborn, which mm-hmm. I was okay with because I mean, other than the pain that I was having, the sciatic pain, baby, I was comfortable with having him in there and he was going to come when he was going to come. Like I was 40 weeks and not dilated at all. My 40 week appointment, nothing. No dilation, no softening of the cervix, nothing. And yeah, I did a lot of research though. And I was like, no, I don't want to be induced until I actually have to. So for the weeks, we're going to rock it out. I'm going to do what I need to do. And maybe I'll try some herbal remedies. 
did you try having sex and then Chris uh, ejaculated? Yeah, hell I'm no, like, no, no, no. I was not busting it down, baby. It was hard. No, no, no. And I mean, also, Chris was scared because earlier in our pregnancy, we did have a um, scare. It wasn't really a scare, but at the time it was because... It was scary to me. Yes, this is our first pregnancy. I woke up one morning. I just went to use the restroom. Okay, I'm fine. I get back in the bed and I felt a gush or something. So I jump up and I notice like it's bright red blood, bright red blood. And I'm sitting on the toilet. It's like dripping. So I just scream. And I was like, boo, like y'all is it's giving me chills because it was really scary at the time. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, it was scary as hell because I thought I was having a miscarriage, and it's like this is our first kid. We were about ten weeks pregnant, and I know y'all saying like this story all over the damn place. It's not chronologically together. No, it's not. It, but I'm telling the story how it is. I was scared as hell. I just screamed and I started crying. Chris jumped out of the bed. He was like, what? What's going on? What's going on? And I'm like, I think I'm having a miscarriage. And he was like, oh, do I need to call the ambulance? Call 911? And I was like, no, um, I'm just going to sit here. And he just sat there with me. And um, he went to go get like the papers to call our midwife. We called the midwife. And they were like, okay, um, we don't open it to 8. At this time, it was like 6 a.m. And she was like, well, the only thing that I can say is if it's not too much blood, just go to the ER. So I went to an ER near us and they diagnosed me with, um, I can't remember what it's called, but I had... um, damn some type of hemorrhage and it's very common um it's called a subchorionic hematoma or hemorrhage and that's what i had so basically around my i think uterus um there was some bleeding and instead of because you know like your uterus is very um what is it called? Damn, y'all. Let me tell you, the mama brain is really messing me up. Like, I, I got issues. Um, but anyway, you have a lot of, like, veins and arteries in your uterus that, of course, supplies your baby. So, yes, it's very vascular. So, one of those arteries or veins or whatever, the, one of the vessels started bleeding and caused the hemorrhage. And that's where their blood was coming from. So it was just very scary when I was in that ER. I was by myself because, of course, this is 2020 when I'm pregnant, when I first got pregnant. So it was kind of during COVID. No one could come with you to the ER. So I'm laying in the bed by myself, and they hadn't gave me a diagnosis yet. And they take me to the ultrasound. And at first, the lady was just going around and around. Like, I'm like, damn, okay, tell me something. And she was just like, oh, there's your little bundle of joy. And that was like such a release 
a relief. A relief? Yes, a relief. It was such a relief then uh, when she was like, oh, there's the heart rate. There's your baby moving. Because at this time, 10 weeks, you couldn't feel any movement. Like, I didn't know. So it was a relief. And then once I got back to the room, they came in. They told me what this was, subchorionic um, hemorrhage. Uh, subchorionic hemorrhage and he was like this is going to form a hematoma so you will have some light bleeding after this uh, for about a few days but we want you to take it light you know don't do a lot of exercise take the rest of the week off because I think this was like on a Thursday that it happened so I took Thursday and Friday off and at this time I had not told my boss that I was even pregnant so I just made up something and then I told her at the time before I went back to work, I was like, hey, um, I had to go to the ER. I'm having some issues. Um, so I need to take the day off. So it was Thursday and I was like, I need to take the weekend off. So I did that. And when I came back to work, I ended up telling her, you know, what was going on with me and that I was pregnant and I thought I was having a miscarriage. And I told her the whole story. So fast forward, um, we got over that. We're, um, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, I'm going to have this natural birth because I did a lot of research during pregnancy. I read a lot of books. Um, I did take a lot of classes, birthing classes. And I was like, oh, I want to do um, hypnosis birthing. Or whatever it's called, hypnotic mm-hmm. and them I, contractions hit. Girl, mm-hmm. what? Well, actually, I was okay in the beginning. So let's get into the actual birth story, right? Um, nine a.m. on a Saturday, um, I'm laying in bed. I was about to get up anyway, and I feel like a little cramping, and I was like, okay, well, what is this? Now, mind you, that Friday, I'd gone to the doctor. I was 40 weeks. That Friday, I was 40 weeks and six days. So I was about to be 41 weeks, right? Um, They had checked me. um, No ripening of the cervix, no dilation, none of that. But they were like, oh, your baby is head down. You know, it could be a go any day. That... Prior weekend, we went walking. We went to like a farmer's market, all this. I was trying, y'all. I was trying to get the baby out, but he was just comfy. So that Saturday came. No, sorry. So that Friday, I read up on, um, what is it called? Y'all, damn. I don't know, but what, what I'm getting from this is Tristan was not ready to be evicted, baby. No, I am not moving out. <laughs> he wasn't ready to go. But anyway, I tried like these uh rose something capsules. Um, and they were like, um, you can insert these into your vagina and it will cause you to go into labor by kind of softening the cervix. So I tried those. I tried um two of those uh that Friday night, baby, that Saturday morning. 
And then Saturday morning, I started cramping. It was like light cramps around 9 a.m. So I got up. I was like, okay, let me brush my teeth, wash my face, go downstairs. And at this time, my mother-in-law was uh, in San Diego with us because we were waiting. Um, He was supposed to come on the 5th of June. No, no, no. He was like, nah, y'all got me messed up. I'm staying in here. I'm too comfortable. Right. Yeah. So um, I got up went downstairs i was like okay well let me get on my birthing ball i got on the birthing ball i was moving around on a birthing ball doing my little exercises drinking water making sure i was hydrated and this was just like about 10 o'clock those uh contractions started coming i was like "Mm, okay is this how it's supposed to feel Cause I never really just had bad cramps other than when I was going through the problems that I was going through. But I told uh, Chris's mom, I was like, Hey, can you go get Chris? Um, I'm having contractions. So Chris got on up and I, I was like, you know, I'm gonna wait because since we were taking these uh courses, birthing courses that was like, Oh, you know, you can't come to the hospital until, um, five one one. And I think it was like, your contractions are one minute apart they're lasting for one hour and some about five minutes i don't know don't quote me ashley do you know uh no i don't know i don't know okay yeah but anyway it's it's 511 or 411 something like that and it's like uh you're having contractions maybe five minutes apart uh, they're lasting one minute for an hour. Yeah, but, that might that sound about right. I don't know. My situation was totally different. Yeah, it ain't L and D, so I don't know. Yeah, y'all don't quote me, but it was something like that. And so this was around probably eleven thirty, and Chris was like, "You want me to call the midwife?" I was like, "Yes," because these contractions they're matching the time frame. And so he called, and she was like, "Well." Um, it sounds like, you know, you're in your early phase of labor. Um, can you wait a little bit? Can you stand the contractions a little bit? And I was like, okay, um, let's give it another hour. That was at 1130, baby. At 1230, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, nope, I cannot. First of all, I have a low pain tolerance. And I was like, nah, uh-uh, this is about to kill me. So I got dressed. We already had our bags and stuff packed. We were ready to go. And I can remember, y'all, this is so funny. And I was so mad at my mother-in-law at the time. I was at the door coming out the door and a contraction hit me. And of course, I'm like screaming out like, oh, and she was like, be quiet, be quiet. The neighbors are going to hear you. And I was like, I don't care about any neighbors. I'm like, ma'am, if you don't get out my face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was just like, listen, they know that I'm pregnant, so they will understand. But we got in our car. It took us about probably 20, 30 minutes to get to the hospital. And I'm still having contractions going down the expressway. And I'm just trying to deal with them. I'm trying to breathe through it. I think I did fairly well. Um, we got to the hospital and this is where everything kind of like went freaking crazy. We park in the mother baby's park. Um, like it's a parking space in front of the hospital. 
at the entrance that we're supposed to go in. Chris go in. He went to the front desk and he was like, um, yes, my girlfriend, she's in active labor. We need a wheelchair to go to labor and delivery. The lady was like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. I'll be right with you. You know, Chris is like, he is calm under pressure. But if you look at his face, he is panicked as hell. So he's just like waiting, trying to be patient, waiting on the lady. And she was like, okay, what did you say, sir? Your girlfriend is in active labor? He was like, yes. And she was like, where are you parked? He was like, right here in the the labor and delivery parking space. We just need help getting up. And she was like, okay. Chris happy go look at ass, skip into the car. And all I see is 50 fucking people running behind him. And I hear cold pink parking lot cold pink parking lot and i'm just looking like oh my fucking gosh what the fuck did he tell these damn people (laughs) why do i hear damn cold pink and why do i see like 50 people coming out it's like a damn big ass entourage one person like you know like if you work in a hospital if there's a cold blue 50 people responding so it's like 50 people in the parking lot coming up to the door and I'm just in the car shaking my head and like waving them away. Like, no, 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 no. This is not what this is. Okay. I'm just in labor. <laughs> like the baby is not here. It's not coming out right now. And I was like, oh my God. But like good that I was having my baby at the hospital that I work at because I knew some of the people and I was like no um the house supervisor her name was Leslie and I was like no Leslie the baby isn't coming out can you please get these people away because one I didn't want people that I knew to see me and two I was like okay it's not really an emergency like that I just need somebody to help me in this wheelchair and get me to labor and delivery because I'm having contractions and it could happen soon. But the baby isn't here. I'm not crowning none of that. So (laughs) that was crazy. We get up to labor and delivery. I found out that, you know, I'm only dilated four centimeters. And so um, they were like, okay, well, this is your time right now. Your water has not broken. If you get an epidural, you will have to go under the doctor's services and we will have to take you to labor and delivery because I was in a midwife suite at that time. And I was like, you know, well, I'm going to try to do this unmedicated birth, this natural birth. And I was like, King, well, let me take it back. Not unmedicated. I was just like, well, can I have IV medication? And they was like, well, let us get you hooked up. Let's monitor the baby and let's see. And I was like, okay, let's just try to go with it. And I'm like trying to breathe through the pain. So they hooked me up to the monitor and they was like, okay, well, your baby is kind of like chilling. We don't like his responses in there. So we cannot give you IV medication. And at this time, I was like, oh, damn. I'm thinking in my head, like, what the hell am I going to do? Because I need some type of relief. And I was like, okay, well, I know you all offer nitrous. Nitrous is like laughing gas. It's what they give you at the dentist. So I was like, let me try the nitrous then. I was trying everything, y'all, not to have this epidural. Wait, they offered nitrous? 
Yeah. So at my hospital, like I told you, I was taking uh, these birthing classes and that's something that they offer as like a pain relief um, if you do want to do an unmedicated birth. Um, and then, you know, I was under the services of the midwife. So that's like something that they did instead of epidural. If you get an epidural, you had to go to the services of doctors. And I was trying not to do that. So I was like, okay, well, let me try the nitrous, baby. I was on that nitrous for like 30 minutes. And when I tell you, no, 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 no. That shit did not work for me. look I was just getting tired of having the mask trying to breathe in deeply to get it to be effective to me it was not working and then like a lot of times in labor I know I've heard a lot of women say hey you know you really do it's a mindset thing well it that shit wasn't working my mind was on the pain and it just (laughs) I just couldn't do it did they not offer like um like uh in the tub like birth? Like did they have a tub to where you could sit in? You know, they did not have a tub. They didn't have a tub because it was um like they was like we don't do tub birthing because you know a baby had drowned in the tub so they didn't do that at this particular hospital but I could get up and take a hot shower but I wasn't trying to get up the only getting up I was doing was on the birthing ball and I was sliding off the birthing ball on the floor because I was in so much pain Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't tolerate pain. And I think once it was in my head that this pain is too excruciating, like, my all my tips, everything that I learned just, like, went out the window. And, you know, a lot of times you do need a support person, which... I had Chris, but of course, this is his first child. This is his first time being in any type of medical situation like this. So him being as supportive, like what I needed, he couldn't. Like the most he could do is like rub my back, try to, Mm -hmm. you know, be there for me like that. But he couldn't really like walk me through breathing or walk me through anything to get me through the pain it was just like he was watching me and his mom was there too but I don't know what the hell she was doing like y'all I was I was in my own little world I don't know what nobody was doing but me and a lot of it I don't remember after the epidural it's really hazy so I did decide to get an epidural I went to the labor and delivery um area I did get a doctor. The doctors were wonderful. Once I got the epidural, honey, I was sleeping. I actually got some rest. I couldn't eat from then on. But you know what? I snuck a little bit. I snuck some french fries. And you know why they say not to eat? Okay. Because you're going to throw it up. Exactly. No, you're going to throw it up. You're going to throw it up because what anesthesia does, it slows down everything. Like, you're going to be numb. So that affects your intestines and everything. Nothing is really working. That's why they only give you, like, ice chips. Ice chips is, like, half of the amount of water that you can intake. 
So yeah, of course I threw that shit up. Um, I had a popsicle. I threw that shit up. And when I threw up the popsicle, that's when my water broke. But after that, I still was like in labor, maybe 15 more hours after my water broke. So let's just kind (laughs) of get into the pushing part. I won't bore you with the other details. (laughs) But yeah, so when it was time for me to push, um, they had a mirror, which was wonderful. Um, my mother-in-law, even though they were like, oh, we can't have you video, baby. And she got a wonderful video, which was great. Like, I love that I have that memory of Tristan mm-hmm. coming out um, and everything. And for everyone, I did have a birthing plan. And I had alternatives to what I wanted on my birthing plan. And so if I couldn't do the unmedicated birth, I was going to get an epidural, but you could only check me twice. Like, I did not want to get checked a lot. You were not going to be all up in my business. Listen, when he was coming, he was going to come. You know, I wanted to decrease infection. There was just a lot of things that I did, and I felt very empowered because I was in control of my care, of my plan, of how I wanted to have my baby, and that was very important to me. So we're pushing. The doctor was like, no, I don't want any video, but, you know, we snuck and did it. Yeah, that's when the black people come out, you know, we did what we wanted to do. And (laughs) we did, but they gave me a mirror. They put a mirror at the edge of the bed so that I can see myself pushing. And that's just a way to encourage moms to push the correct way and to like encourage you to like get your baby out, see your baby. And that was so wonderful. And like when I saw Tristan crowning, like you could just see hair and it was like, look, put your finger down there. It was like the best experience ever. She was like, put your hand down there, feel this hair. And I was like, oh my God, I just literally started crying y'all. And then uh, I was pushing pushing, pushing, pushing. And I think he came out in like probably nine, nine, I had pushed nine times and he came out and oh my God, like he came out looking around, but he was not crying. And they laid him on my chest and I was just kind of like freaked out. And I just like started crying like, oh my baby. But I was just like, damn, he not crying, though. He looking at me. (laughs) He's looking at me with his beautiful little eyes. And when he was born, his eyes were like this funny, grayish, blue, dark. I don't know. They were really weird. Well, they were beautiful, but they were weird. So I'm just looking at him and he looking at me and they're like stimulating him. And he's laying on my chest and they were like, mom. We're going to have to take him for a minute. And I'm crying. I'm like, okay, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. They took him over. They got him crying. They suctioned him out. Uh, He had some time with dad. Dad videoed all that. And I look back on the uh, videos. And all I can hear is me hollering in the background. And I guess they were like massaging my fundus because I was bleeding a lot. 
Now, I don't know how much blood I lost, but I was bleeding a lot. And I could tell because I really don't even, it was very hazy. I don't remember being in pain at that time. I remember them taking him and him being under like the light and they're stimulating him. him. But after that, I don't really remember. Shoot, I remember them giving me the baby back, trying to breastfeed and all that, but it was hazy. And I thought that it was due to the epidural, but I it could have been due to the blood loss as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my birth story, y'all. After that, you know, we were in the hospital for a little bit because, like, I was having a lot of pain once that epidural uh, wore off. And it was, like, epigastric pain. So if you don't know what epigastric pain is, it's, like, pain in your upper abdomen area and I was beginning to think like oh my god I'm bleeding somewhere or something is wrong I didn't think that it was like fondle pain or anything like that because it was too high up and I'm like y'all better not let me die in this hospital now we all know that you know African-American women we have a higher rate of death during childbirth and you know I was just like that was one of the fears so I was like yep and I let me die in this hospital there was a black resident and I was just like listen I'm in a lot of pain and something is wrong you need to do something about it and she was like okay well we'll send you for an ultrasound let's just see it could be anything but it came back they couldn't find anything. They did like a scan of my gallbladder, all that. They couldn't find anything. And I don't know what it was, but that shit was hurting so bad. And I just. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just glad you were like, hey, advocating for yourself. Like, hey, come on, speaking up for yourself. And I think that sometimes women, because we don't know, Sometimes we may think that certain things are supposed to happen or, or whatever, and we may not advocate for ourselves. And, you know, others aren't going to advocate for us as much. So that was good that you said something. And well, got yeah. Out. Yeah. Huh? And you know what? Yes. And I will say this is so true. And I don't, I didn't feel like they were being racist toward me at all. But I also felt like they were not thinking that my pain was as painful as it was like I don't think they really like believed me they believed me to a certain extent but not to how I felt you know what I'm saying like I was in excruciating pain like never felt pain like that before and I felt like it was abnormal because it wasn't like uterine pain or it had nothing to do with like fundal pain or anything like that like it was upper abdominal area so I'm like y'all need to help me and I had to advocate for myself because Chris was scared and I think at the time his mom had gone home so it's like look if I don't advocate for myself I could sit up here and die and Chris is left with our first child and you know he's not gonna know what to do 
Yeah, I'm just saying that's good that you said something. So that leads me into say, asking you, what advice would you give uh, new mummies like to be that are pregnant and have had or like going through like the laboring process and everything like that? What would you encourage them to do and say? Okay, so I have a few tidbits of advice to give for new moms out there, young moms out there. One Please don't go into your pregnancy without doing any research. Research about pregnancy. Like week for week, I was always on YouTube. I took birthing classes. I read books. Um, I was always online. I wanted to know what was going on with my body. I wanted to know like the best foods to eat. I didn't take that advice, but you know, hey, I had to eat. I wanted to know what I should do, what was the healthiest for me, okay? So one, do research, read, YouTube is great. Two, be empowered, go through your pregnancy how you want to go through it. Also, just go through your birthing how you want to. Find options for yourself. Have a birthing plan. Have an alternative. If things don't go one way, this is what I want. You know, always have a plan. It may not go as planned, but, you know, just have something there to say this is what I want. Don't go to the hospital just putting it into you know, your medical professional's hands and not having any say and just going with whatever they say. Don't do that. You know, it's very important that you can advocate for yourself, have a support person. If you do not have a support person, you know, have a relationship with your medical professional that they understand what you want. Number three is what I was just saying, you know, try to have support people. If it's not the father of your child, it could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be a co-worker. Just have someone there to support you. And I know sometimes we have to do these things by ourselves, and that is hard in a sense, but if you can really have someone there with you, do that. Just because it's so hard for African-American women going through the laboring process and just, you know, for certain medical professionals, they don't look out for us because it's our skin color. There's so many um, prejudices and everything. Uh-oh, that was so cute. Sorry, y'all, that was my little baby. She's having a little baby dream. But yeah. And I think that's the three things that I would give advice. That's what I would say, y'all. And that's it. I've had a good time talking about my birthing story. If y'all have any questions, we we need some type of discussion because I know the first time having a baby is not easy. You know, we all have different stories and we want to hear from y'all. So holler at us on our IG and Facebook.
at Bomb As Moms Podcast. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Thank you, Tini, for sharing. Sharing is caring. Till next time.